Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Fractured Brain. I'm your host, Jebabai, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. So today's topic on Midweek Ketchup. Yes, I am mad at Gibson. That's right. Let me take a quick sip of this beautiful coffee. Love my lifer's juice. All right. So, why? Why am I mad at Gibson? Okay, so I'm going to take you back and kind of give an overview as to my area of being upset. (laughs) Okay, so as many of you know, I've had a long, long time love affair with the Gibson Guitar Company. Uh, As a child, long, long admired Gibson guitars. Uh, Not only from watching uh, my favorite stars play them, my favorite musicians play them, but my own brother who owned a beautiful Gibson and uh, I just have always loved Gibson, so when I was able to get my very, very first Gibson, uh, I got the Gibson Explorer in 1984. And uh, I just absolutely, like I said, that is when my love affair with Gibson started and just loved everything about them. Uh, And I remain a loyalist uh for so long but you know and that's with the uh, you know the terrible years they've had uh you know times in history throughout their history where they've put out you know inferior product and uh stuff that just wasn't up to snuff that was going through QC and and you wondered how it was going through QC but uh you know Even then, I didn't mind. Um, And why? Because I loved Gibson. And uh, the one thing about me, I am a loyalist to certain things. Um, Again, going back to Mesa, uh, I've owned, I don't know how many different amps, and there are a lot of great amps out there, but I always go back to Mesa. Like my episode, All Roads Lead to Petaluma, on my YouTube channel and the dance of the boogie here on the fractured brain podcast last season. So, you know, Gibson, it's the same thing. I've just always, always loved them and, uh, set out to, uh, collect, um, last year or the year before I set out, uh, to just kind of rebuild and my collection. Uh, I've had many a collection that I've uh, lost throughout the years. And, you know, one, I don't want to get into all of that, you know, but, you know, you lose, you sell, you move forward. Um, You guys know the terrible, tragic story of my 76 Explorer, my original, just uh, 
being left on top of an equipment truck and uh, all gone. Yeah. Um, so again, all these stories you guys know very, very well. Um, those that have followed me and know that I'm a huge, huge fan of Gibson. So why am I so mad at them? Well, it starts with the beginning of this year. Uh, I acquired um, a beautiful, beautiful guitar that I'd, I'd always wanted. And when it comes to Gibson, there's no just one guitar. There's so many, you know, uh, there's still a few on my list that uh, I would love, love to get. Um, don't know when I'll get them, <laughs> but uh, if somebody wants to be nice and buy me one, please let me know. Uh, and I'll let you know exactly which ones are I'm still looking for. One still being an Explorer. doesn't have to be a 76. I'll take a new one. I just, I want an Explorer again because I've missed playing them. And they have a particular feel and a particular sound that I've just always loved. Um, but um, this one, you know, obviously I've been a huge Les Paul player uh, for the better part of... Gosh, since uh, I bought um, my first Les Paul, although it was an Epiphone, and it was in 2006 before we were going to go to Puerto Rico. And I was going to buy an actual, a, a USA made, but uh, decided, you know, I'm traveling, I'm going to be going overseas. I, I don't, you know, because we were scheduled for a show in Brazil too later that year. And uh, I just, you know, felt safer with not investing, you know, fifteen hundred bucks into a, an actual Les Paul. So I, I bought the Epiphone, um, but plays and feels pretty close. Not a hundred percent close, but pretty close. Nonetheless, uh, that was when my love affair with Les Pauls happened. So when I got to actually buy my very first real USA made. Uh, Les Paul standard was uh, <laughs> all these years playing guitar and I didn't get my first one until uh, 2010 and uh, I was I was in Alabama and I uh, got my first bonus check and uh, was so excited uh, and went and bought my first one I, I felt so guilty too buying it you know because uh, they're, they're not cheap that's for sure um, but man, I brought it home and I just played it and played it and played it. And after that, uh, that just passion for the Les Paul happened. Just, uh, I mean, I'd played plenty throughout the years, but didn't realize how much I really loved the tone. So, you know, years pass and I start learning of different types of Les Pauls. And uh, this particular one I really, really wanted was called the R7, which is a reissue of a 1957. So it's built to spec uh, of the 1957 Les Paul. And, um, and uh, you know, they, they build it as close as possible. It's called a M2M, made to measure. And um, I, I found one. And I played it, and I immediately fell in love with it. 
and uh, I had my buddy Cody put it on hold for me. And uh, it took me a few months, but, you know, I did some trades, I did some wheeling and dealing, and boom, I got my 57 gold top with humbuckers. And um, one of the things that, that enthralled me about the guitar, and th this goes back to <laughs> the issue and why I'm so angry with Gibson. Every Gibson I've owned throughout the years, all the Explorers, um... You know, one thing that's, and this is why this aftermarket um, market <laughs> is so popular. And the reason being is a lot of these guitar manufacturers build uh, these amazing, beautiful wood instruments, but then they put just crappy pickups in them. And pickups are, you know, as Gibson and other makers say, the engine. That, that runs the car, you know, so their engine that runs the guitar. And uh, and you wonder, well, why? Why do they put such, I mean, you know, you go pay $1,500, $2,000 for a guitar. Why do they put such awful pickups in it? But it's something you just kind of got used to. So, uh, I, you know, so every guitar I've gotten, you know, um, including that beautiful SG, you know, you just feel it. It calls to you, you love it. If, if it feels good in your hands and it feels good on your fingers and you just know, oh yeah, after I get this set up, this is gonna be my instrument. Um, you just know, but you always have to change the pickups. And my choice of pickups have been Lawler, um, Bare Knuckles, um, love the Antiqu Antiquity series from Seymour Duncan. But, um, and I've actually uh, been using Fralin here and there. Um, but my main choice has always been uh, Lawler or Bare Knuckle. And uh, it's just something you just get used to. In the early days, you know, when I was a teenager and didn't know any better, I used EMGs because those were the rock metal pickups, you know, to use um, until... Uh, BC Rich founder uh, and and uh, master guitar luthier uh, Bernie Rico uh, when he built me my first when I was endorsed with BC Rich and they built me my first guitar and they said what do you, what do you what pickups do you want and I said oh EMGs EMG eighty one eighty five and he's like why and he talked me out of it and the way he did it is he said he he pulled a hundred dollar bill out of uh, out of his wallet and said, I want you to go to any pawn shop, go find a guitar as a hundred bucks. Just some junky, terrible, awful guitar. And just uh, go and buy it and bring it. And so I did. A couple days later, I showed back up and I brought this terrible guitar and with an awful body. It was press board and, and, um, uh, he put EMG pickups in that and put EMG pickups in one of this, this beautiful all maple mockingbird, um, and said, okay, now play them. And they both sounded the same. And then he had his son, he turned around and handed both guitars to his son and said, uh, now put passive pickups in there. And he goes, uh, put the, put some DiMarzios. So he put some DiMarzios in, in both of them. 
And immediately, I mean, huge, gigantic difference. All of a sudden, that beautiful all maple guitar had this beautiful, bright snappiness to it and, and everything. And that uh, turd of a guitar, you, you heard it, it sounded awful. And, uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of dispute. In fact, uh, I watched a video of a guy who strung up uh, a guitar string between two wood planks and just to show and put a free floating pickup under it and said, yeah, wood doesn't matter. I, I'm not quite convinced because, uh, you know, you have a master luthier like Bernie Rico Sr. and his son, Bernie Rico Jr., who are, you know, and rest in peace to both of them. They're both gone now. But, you know, they they showed me that tone wood does matter. So, uh, and the pickups really matter in expressing the tone wood. So, it's not a myth. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, um, yeah. So, I, 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 in that, in that day, I was won over and I said, yeah, no more EMGs for me. Uh, because while they have their own sound and a very unique sound and a cool sound, um, it's certainly not doing the guitar any justice. In other words, why put EMGs, why go out and spend all this money for an exotic wood guitar or a tone wood guitar and, and put it, put pickups in it that really aren't going to do much. So that said, <laughs> okay, I'm getting to my point and I trust me when I say this, I want you to listen. Because uh, I know we're about 15 minutes in, but I'm getting to my point of why I'm so mad. So this has continued even through all these lovely Gibsons that I've acquired over the last two years uh, and rebuilding my collection and being very thoughtful and choosing the right instruments. And uh, for the most part, I've had to change the pickups. And when I got this R7, that was the first thing that I saw, I heard, I felt, uh, was these pickups are amazing. I like them more than Lawler. I like them more than Bare Knuckle. These things are just amazing. And my guy Cody over at Guitar Center um, proceeded to tell me, you know, oh yeah, they, they, they're unpotted. Uh, these are called custom buckers. They make them as close to 57 specs as possible. You know, those holy grail PAFs, patent applied for Gibson pickups. And I fell in love with them. And I realized, wow, these things really, really just make the guitar come alive. And, uh, you know, in those reissues, they only use the choicest of choice hardwoods and, and tonewoods. So... And uh, the Les Paul formula is simple. It's a, you know, it's mahogany body with a, a sheet of maple on top. So a maple cap and uh, just beautiful, beautiful tone. So I finally, like said, I'm looking at my other guitars and I'm like, you know, I want that tone in all of my guitars, you know, and because uh, I know they're going to express different in every single guitar, but I love these pickups. So I proceeded to reach out to Gibson <laughs> and I said, uh, I really 
really, uh, I, I, I first off want to tell you, I just got an R7 and I'm totally in love with it. I think it's just amazing. It plays incredible. I mean, even like my brother, when he first played it, he said, even the switch feels nice. It, it feels different than all the other switches, you know? And, and he's right, you know, just, I mean, everything about this guitar is just perfect. And, but the sound of those pickups, man, that's what does it. And, uh, so now they don't take calls anymore. <laughs> uh, and I hate that. I hate having to email and then, you know, wait for response and all this other stuff, you know. But I did it. And I emailed and said, you know, I'd like to purchase three sets because I have three guitars that I want to put these in. And uh, just praised them, loved them, told them, yeah, this is the best, you know. And I get a really cold response saying, no, I mean, no, thank you for being a customer. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for, you know, loving Gibson, nothing. They just said the custom bucker pickups are only available on custom shop guitars. So uh, that is the only way they are sold when a, a, a guitar is sold, a, a custom shop guitar. And that was it. No signature, no person, no whatever. So I responded. I said, so in essence, what you're telling me is that I need to go and spend $5,000 or more on a custom shop Gibson um, to get another set of these pickups. Uh, and even though I want to take these pickups and put them in my other Gibsons, not Chibsons, they're not Chinese imitations or fakes, they're real Gibsons um, that are registered with you guys. I go, but you're telling me, oh, you have to go. So why would I spend $5,000 or more? Because believe me, the custom shop guitars cost a lot. Um, why would I spend that much to just take gut that guitar and put them in another guitar that I go, that just doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just sell these pickups? <laughs> so the guy responded, said, that's just the way it is. And I said, you know, I've been a long, I responded again. And I said, I've been a long time customer. I have bought many a Gibson over the years and I've quite a decent collection and I deserve a phone call. And I left my phone number and uh, it took about two weeks, but I saw a phone call coming in from Nashville and I said, oh, I, well, this isn't anybody I know, so let me pick it up. Picked it up and it was a guy named Troy over at Gibson Customer Service. And apparently he said, you know, I've read through your emails and I saw the exchange. And uh, he goes, um, so why did you want a phone call back? And I said, well, I, I, I go to be honest with you, I feel a the sterile responses. You said you read the emails yourself. So the exchanges, you know, I'm very warm. I'm praising the product. I've been a longtime user. Um, and I thought I deserved a little more attention being a longtime user of of your guitars since 1984 um and then my family have been users and going back even further so 
And I go, and I don't understand this whole, you know, um, ridiculousness of, you know, well, you can't get the pickups. You're just going to have to go buy and buy another custom shop guitar. And he says, yeah, he goes, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it is right now. We don't make the custom buckers to to sell to the public uh, other than when you buy a custom shop guitar. Um, and he goes, so, you know, if you want, if you'd like to order one, I could put you in, you know, in touch with. Uh, and I go, are you being serious right now? I just told you that in my first email, I exp expressed that I saved and and wheeled and dealed and everything to get this one guitar. I'm not like some avid rich collector. I, I go, I'm I'm a player. I record. And he's like, well, I appreciate that. But, you know, we don't sell these pickups. That's just the way it is. And I said, you do realize, like, you know, anybody and everybody who buys your guitars for the last 20 years or so always ends up replacing the pickups with aftermarket pickups anyway. And this is the first amazing pickup you guys have made. So I, I just find it highly implausible that you guys aren't willing to sell me a few sets. But okay. Thanks for the call. And no, again, no thank you. No, thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your patronage. Nothing. Just that's it. Hung up. And I was like, wow, really? And I, I, I mean, I understand they've changed ownership, you know, and, 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 and things are probably run differently. And now they own Mesa Boogie, too. So I'm like, whatever. Okay, I've gotten better customer service from Gibson and from Mesa before. But if this is where it's going, this is where it's going. So I just left it at that. So two days ago, I am getting ready to take Helen to work. It's uh, 6.30 in the morning. And, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to go. And uh, I'm going to go do some shopping afterwards. She gave me some honeydews uh, for groceries and whatnot. And um, so I usually put my TV on in my living room. Uh, just... So it, it looks like somebody's home, even though, you know, who knows? It, just an old habit. And because um, I'm going to be gone for a couple hours and I'm waiting for Helen and I just go ahead and just hit the YouTube channel and I see, uh, oh, Gibson, huh, pickup shop. And now they're offering, they have a, some, a separate entity now called the Gibson pickup shop. And now you can buy these pickups. And I was like, uh, really? Huh. I can now buy these pickups. It just, it, it, it blew me away. I was like, this, this was only eight months ago that I dealt with them. If that. But now I can buy these pickups. And you think I'd be happy. Well, first of all, I saw what they charge for a set and it's, it's outlandish. Uh, it's $200 more than I would get for 
than buying bare knuckle or Lawler, but they are better pickups and or comparable, but still $200 more. And I'm like, wow. And I, I now I'm not in a position financially where I'm able to buy a few sets. I can't even buy one. And especially at the outlandish price that they, they charge. So I just like, I just got hopping mad. So I went on the outrage and I decided to call that number that they called me from that guy, Troy. And yes, it went right to his desk. <laughs> so I called and I read him the riot act, man. I told him, and you're going to listen to me because we talked earlier this year and I, I, I go, you know, it's unbelievable that you guys wouldn't facilitate a longtime customer, you know, you know, back when I first inquired, you know, in fact, you, you, you guys pulled this outlandish, you know, you know, uh, well, just buy another guitar, you know, instead of, you know, yeah, hey, you know what? Longtime customer. We don't normally now see if it were me and I told him this, you know, being a, a director of marketing, uh, you know, I, I told him if it were me, I would have said, you know, we don't normally do this and please don't go around spreading it on the Internet or whatever. But, you know, we're, uh, how many sets would you like? We'll go ahead and send you three sets. Not free, which, of course, charge me. I was offering. I wasn't asking for anything free, but, you know, at least help like soften the wound or soften the blow or even just offer me one set. I mean, you know, I don't even care if they were smashed on top or whatever, but I mean, just uh, the cold hearted responses. I was so mad and I called and read him the riot act, gave him a piece of my mind. And, and the funny thing is he listened. He listened to me. He allowed me to speak and I appreciated that. Uh, and then uh, he just kindly asked, "I'm uh, okay, sir. Well, you know, is there is there anything else you'd like to tell me?" And and I said, "No, I'm done." And and I go, I, "I'm at this point. I, I almost want to change brands now after all these years." And he's like, "Well, we certainly don't want to see that." He goes, "But uh, he said, you know, uh, at least now you can be happy because you could buy a set." <sighs> so I hung up very confused, very angry, very upset and still upset, obviously, because I'm doing a podcast about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let your ears rest and uh, let you do your thing. But you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. And um, I'll be talking at you on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And uh, don't forget, we have another interview coming up. I believe this one is going to be with Jonathan Johnson of Sacred Warrior slash Deny the Fallen. And uh, we uh, catch up with him and uh, have have a nice conversation so uh all right well then we shall see you soon uh and uh guys take care thanks for listening to my rant about why i'm mad at gibson <laughs>
<laughs> Much love to all of you. This is Jabba Bye, and you've been listening to The Fractured Brain. Do it be hard to-